Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 544. You know, work hard and be good to people. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tony Colombini. Tony, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm all buckled up. All right. Great to have you here. Thank you. You're welcome. Tony Colombini is an entrepreneur, designer, idea generator, teacher, chef, and founder of Blacktop Media Network. Blacktop includes an online and print magazine featuring fuel-fed culture. I like that. <laughs> Blacktop TV on YouTube, Blacktop Depot, the design and marketing studio Branding, Shocker Chopper's Garage, and Art Martyr Gallery. He's a VP at Merciful SoCal Car Club and past president of AIGAOC, American Institute of Graphic Artists, and a member a Platt College, Ontario Advertising Board member. You are a busy guy, Tony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Tony, I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles? Wow. Well, I think like a lot of people, my passion started when I was a kid, and I just feel blessed every day that I can make a career out of something that I really, truly love and enjoy. I think my earliest memory was when my uncle was painting his couple-year-old 64 GTO in our garage, competition orange with black lace stripes. Nice. And uh, that just that orange paint just stuck in my head forever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you got your hands involved in so many cool things, so many different things, and I love the entrepreneurial nature of what you're doing. So we're going to have some fun learning a little bit more about you as we move through our discussion. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Tony, take the wheel. I always think about Mario Andretti's quote. You know, if you're in control, you're not going fast enough. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like one of my favorites. When I was teaching design, I used to tell my students, you know, that they have to be that vehicle of creativity. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> tie in the creative part and the vehicle part to it. Yeah, I like that. Great metaphor. Well, when I look on your website, you have, especially the magazine, Blacktop Magazine, you have kind of a, a it seems like you have a passion for kind of hot rods. 
Resto rods, maybe, uh, kind of that old vintage 50s, 40s stuff. Tell us a little bit about why that focus. I don't know. I like the creativity that people come up with their custom cars uh, rather than, you know, hot rods and customs more so than a restoration project, you know. Uh, I think there's a lot uh, of value with the restoration. And I worked at Classic Industries for a long time and learned a lot about the restoration side of it. But uh, it's the individuality that people have when they, you know, first thing they buy their car, they usually get wheels or exhaust or something for it to make it their own. Right. And so I just kind of stuck with that. And I like, uh, I like to share that. Well, it was a great period of innovation in our country and imagination. And especially when you think about all the guys came back from the war and then started taking cars and chopping them up and building them into cool things. Even when you get into like the SoCal Bonneville racers made out of drop tanks and stuff. I mean, there's some really, oh, yeah. really creative stuff happening there. So certainly, and still happening to this day. I've had many guests on the show here are builders of those types of cars. So cool stuff. Will you tell us about that car, that orange car that you saw your a family member working on, but could you tell us a story that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy? Well, I have two older brothers, and when I was 10 years old, we'd moved down to Southern California, and every summer, we'd go up to visit family in Santa Rosa, where my uncle, who had that 64 GTO, lived, and mm-hmm. other family members, and on the trip up, the Highway 5 or 101, you know, we'd always play a game, and that is, uh, you know, by identifying a car by its lights if it's nighttime or <laughs> yep. that sort of thing. So yep. it's always, uh, so those are one of those things that just, you know, stick with me. And then, you know, Hot Wheels came out and models like Monogram and AMT models. And so I just was obsessed with cars. I'm not sure exactly which one of those is the pivotal point that did it, but just that whole culture. Yeah. My dad never was into the classic cars, custom cars, or hot rods or anything like that. It was more my uncles and brothers and stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's yeah. usually family members that kind of instill that in us. I still have my first Matchbox by Lesney that my dad bought me when I was a little kid. So, wow, neat. Yeah, fun stuff. Well, Tony, I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty, and ask you to share a huge challenge or, even better, a great failure. Take us to that moment. Take us to (laughs) that time and the challenges that it it brought upon you. But most importantly, how did you overcome it, and what did it teach you? Wow. that's. I I think I've been really fortunate in my life. I don't have any real huge challenge that I've overcome. But I'm inspired by people that do, um, similar to you have with this show. Mm-hmm. And I think the, because um, my, as far as my career, I've always been into design and art. Although in the 80s, I was a chef and I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I always drew and drew cars mostly, that kind of thing. And I got a degree in design and I just kind of built my practice working with a lot of different companies until I realized that it's best to focus on a specific genre industry and what better way to focus than something you're passionate about. Sure. My son, who was living in New York at the time, he came out to live with us here in California and we were interested in going to car shows. So at, we started a website called carshows.com with a hyphen in it because uh-huh. that was one of those times where, you know, this is 1996 and website names are being eaten up and 
carshows.com wasn't being used, but they wanted ten grand for the name. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to make something fun to do, you know? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> when I started Cars, yeah, try to find a domain with the word cars in it that's not taken. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really interesting. So the first weekend I had the site up, and we're just, you know, I went looking at flyers for car shows and listing them on, web, on the web. Uh, there was an announcement at a car show in uh, Wisconsin about the site. I'm like, well, it just went up a week ago. How do they know about it? And I got calls from people. There, you got any shows out here? And yeah. so it just became, you know, a national listing of shows. We were also interested in motorcycles. So then I started bikeshows.com again with a hyphen. Mm-hmm. And uh, the programming was just too much. I mean, at that time, it's all hard coded HTML and it was a lot of work and there was nothing into it. You know, you try to talk to sponsors to, advertising oh we're not into the web you know yeah what's that thing that's never gonna make it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i'm like okay and then i decided to take both of the sites and put them together for blacktop magazine i see became more of a magazine site than it was a uh, listing of of shows right yeah well it's very interesting because even today as uh i've only been doing this podcast cars yeah now for two years but i talk to people about being a sponsor that's part of one of the ways i monetize here and so many people so what's a podcast a radio show or what so there's still an education process happening for people with as this technology just rapidly expands but Mm -hmm. now your business has all these different facets on the internet right yeah and and that's one thing that well was really a challenge was that as a just a web only magazine or blog uh you know people didn't quite get it, you mm-hmm. know. And then once I started printing a uh, special print editions a couple of years back, all of a sudden people are saying, "Oh, it's a real thing, huh?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like okay, that was this for like ten years. Yeah, yeah it is a real yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I had Adam Carolla on the show. He was probably one of the uh-huh. first people to embrace podcasting right. way back when. And of course, now his podcast is listened by millions of people every day his celebrity status helps that of course however it's pioneers like that that kind of helped move along and i look at myself i get probably 40 car magazines in the mail every month uh, my kids look at me and go why do you get magazines what right. what do you need a magazine for of course they're young in their 20s <laughs> they wouldn't even think of subscribing to a magazine why do you need that you just go online and get all your information so it is evolving, but sometimes it's hard to transition people into a different way of thinking. But uh, it's moving fast, and it presents a lot of challenges. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another thing about the challenges. There is that uh, you know to publish a magazine is quite expensive. You yes. Know, to oh yes. Print out a thousand or more, you know, at a time, and that sort of thing. So uh, again, I let technology, you know, do its thing, and my magazine is printed on demand. Ah, interesting. So okay. you can. I, I lay it all out like a magazine. I upload it to the internet, and people can click on a link on my website and order their copy of any one of the uh, ten that are out now. Interesting. And then it prints and gets mailed to them within a week. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, that is that is awesome. That's a, a whole other aspect of print application. I wasn't even aware that you did it that way, so I appreciate you sharing that. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. I would assume you have had many career aha moments because (laughs) you've been involved in so many different things. But is there one in particular you could share with us and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success? 
Oh boy, because I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur, you know, it's like <laughs> yes. I get ideas all the time and come up with things. And uh, I'm going to go back to my son, Billy, when he was 18, just when he turned 18, he broke his back in a car accident. Oh, no. Yeah, it became paralyzed from the waist down. But he's oh, one of those no. kids and don't ask me how he got it. But he always says, you know, hey, Pop, there's always somebody who's got it worse off than I do. Wow, what an awesome attitude. Yeah, and very inspirational. And so, you know, I rely on him quite a bit to help me see things a little differently. Well, yeah. And, but as far as an aha moment in my business, because I'm involved so much on the technology side and the Internet side, there's many things going on. And there's so, so many different aspects and new techniques and stuff to use that uh, I, I'm at a loss of finding just that one. Um, well, you know, you, you shared something here about your son, which is absolutely spectacular. And maybe that's an aha moment for you. That It's really interesting when our children can become those um, inspirers, whereas the role reverses a little bit. Uh, from the parent inspiring the child, the child inspiring the parent. My son, Blake, inspired me to create Cars Yeah, this podcast, which I didn't even uh -huh. know what a podcast was. But <laughs> is there an aspect of uh, – and I understand, does your son work with you now in your business? Yeah, he does. He okay. uh, He's kind of on an advisory role. He likes to work with it. And he basically kind of tells me what's cool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Well, there's your there's your aha inspiration there from yeah. your son. Wow, what a story and uh, what a young man you've raised there. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about a proudest career moment. I would assume you've had many with all the different things you've had, but is there one that stands out you could share with us? Yeah, well, I was doing, I had my graphic design firm and I was uh, building that up with a variety of different clients. And uh, earlier, you know, I mentioned about how specializing in the automotive, you know, industry, because that's where my passion was. Mm -hmm. So I got a call from a client that said, uh, hey, there's an opening at this classic car company. They're looking for an art director. And I thought, wow, that's really neat that one of my best clients kind of suggested that I take a look at this art director position. So that was something I was really proud that, you know, I built up such a relationship mm -hmm. with him that uh, he shared that information, and then I spent two and a half years at Classic Industries as their art director. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah, when you start to build this network, which is so important, and people start to refer you as an expert in your field, it does feel great, that's yeah. for sure. Very nice of him. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. I'd like to go back in time a little bit here and talk about your first really special car, and maybe you could share a memory you have of that vehicle. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, my first car was a Volkswagen Bug, a uh -huh. 1970 Beetle. <laughs> and I remember my dad and I and the family going to pick it up at this used car lot. And my dad says, well, I'll drive it off the lot. I'm like, oh, boy, you know, I'm really itching to drive. Yeah, you know? dad, what's with that? <laughs> and he gets in it. And just as we, I mean, just as we exit the lot, you know, the engine just revs up all the way. And it ain't shutting off. I'm like, get off the gas. Get off the gas. I'm like yelling. He's like, it's broken. Oh. So I grabbed, reached over. I turned the key. Yeah. Off and uh, apparently the throttle got stuck. Uh -huh. I mean, probably exited the thing. Oh, so gosh. he gave it back. The guy had to wait another week to get my car. Yeah, like, ah, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, in that car, I mean, I had a neighbor that had a um, California style bug. You know, all lowered and oh, yeah. shaved and everything. Beautiful car. It was in Hot VW's magazine, and I'm just like, oh, I want mine to look like that. And but you know, I'm broke joke kid. And, <laughs> sure, know, yeah, like happen. we all were at that age. 
so for my lowering kit, I filled the front trunk full of cinder blocks. <laughs> and, uh, <you> know. <laughs> now that's that's creative. Yeah, and then the for the stereo system, I just grabbed the two big wooden box speakers that were in my room and took yep. out the back seat and put them there. You know, I did the same thing. I had a Carmen Ghia when I was in high school, and I oh. had two big speakers in my room, and I put them in that little cubby behind the the flip up seat in the back of the right. Ghia. There's a nice little luggage space back there. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. Cool. But I didn't think about the front trunk lowering system. I should have thought of that. That's pretty Yeah, cool. well, I remember getting pulled over once, and I, I, the cop asked, you know, for the registration. I opened up the trunk, or the uh, glove box, and it was just a shelf there. You could see into the trunk, and he sees, like, what's with all the cinder blocks in there? <laughs> that's my lowering kit. He's like, get those out of there. <laughs> you know how unsafe that is. <laughs> you crazy kid. Well, so it was your crash protection since the motor's in the back. So I mean, that was my first car, but I think the car I look back and think about the most that I wish I still had was a 67 Galaxy convertible. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. My roommate at the time, uh, and this is when I was cooking and working in the restaurant industry, my roommate at the time, he, uh, uh, his brother built it up, and uh, it needed a paint job. But other than that, it was really nice with a really strong 390 in it, and drove that all around. Used to take it up north to visit my grandparents and stuff. And Nice. Yeah, that was a really neat car. Very cool. Well, how about a car you let go that you wish you had back? That old seller's remorse. Is there one in particular? Man, I don't know. I it'd probably be that '67. Although I didn't sell it, I crashed it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was smart enough not to do that. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't have anything really. So the other one would be we had one of those uh, 1991 Ford F-150 night trucks. Okay. Yeah. And I got rid of that not too long ago, and I'm thinking, man, I should have kept that because they're really valuable right now, and it was. That was I. I drove that truck for five years, and a hundred thousand miles. Then I gave it to Billy. He drove it for five years and a hundred thousand miles. And oh my gosh! He gave it back to me, and we put another fifty on it together. And so that was a good, strong truck. Well, there's always those that get away. So um, but, yeah, yeah. But crashing out—that's not a good way to lose a car. So no, no, Glad no. You're I okay. used to. My my older brother used to call me a pole magnet because I crashed my sixty, my sister's sixty-six Mustang into a pole. Uh oh. Then this car got crashed in the pole. <laughs> you know, as a guy, it's much better to be a babe magnet than a pole magnet. So Yeah, yeah I guess I wasn't that lucky. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. Well, let's talk about current projects and what you're doing now. What are you working on today that really has you excited and fired up? Oh, well, there's a lot of things we're doing right now. And again, I, I got to reference my boy because, you know, I told you before how he said he's always somebody worse off than he is. So each year or so, he inspires you to do another project. And we're in the middle of this uh, chopper project right now for the American Diabetes Association. Oh, cool. Yeah, what we're doing is uh, we're all doing by donations and sponsorship building this bike up. And then uh, the idea is to auction it off, and when it's all done and all the money would go right to the American Diabetes Association. Oh, what a great project. Now, is this something that you've done in the past for, for other charitable organizations? No, uh, little things. Like, we've worked with the American Diabetes Association for a while mm -hmm. uh, with their RIPS Bad Ride project. You know, we sponsored and hosted a car show at one of their rides, and, you know, oh, a lot of times just promoting that event because it's just a, a yeah. great organization. And uh, this is the first time we've ever really taken on such a project. When I opened my store, Blacktop Depot, it kind of put everything on hold. It was so much time put into the store. Oh, my gosh. 
You yeah. got a store too. <laughs> well, I, I let's say I did. You mentioned okay. it earlier, Blacktop Depot, and that's a, a good friend of mine. We knew of a space opening up here in Old Town Orange mm-hmm. that would be perfect for a vintage memorabilia store. Okay. And so he said, hey, you want to open a store together? I said, that sounds kind of fun, you know, being that serial entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and the idea is I'd be able to work on with clients in between customers and that sort of thing. Well, yeah. it grew so big that I didn't have time to work on like my projects and the customers that, yep. and, and it wasn't really turning the profit we needed to to make a decent living. So I gave my portion of it up to him. He's still running the store. In fact, it's right downstairs from my office here. Okay, cool. So I help him out with marketing and that and his website. And then I, so it's an amicable split. And There you go. Fun stuff. Yeah, you are into everything, my friend. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Well, here's a very introspective question for you. And being a creative guy like you are, a designer, I'm looking forward to your answer for this one. If you were a car, Tony, what kind of car would you be and why? Oh, boy. That is a great question because the first thing I think about is it's got to be a bubble top. Oh, cool. (laughs) I don't know if it's because I got a bubbly head or what. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I just love those cars. And I think about the Hot Wheels I've had in the past, you know, the kind of Roth-inspired bubble tops are just so neat and so creative and different. Yeah that uh, it would be that. And then, uh, you know, I look at the old race cars, you know, Indy cars from the 60s and 70s and Can-Ams and that sort of thing. So it's like I'm trying to build a vehicle that's a little bit of everything for me, you know, yeah, and yeah. something different. I kind of thought of myself always as like this uh, uh, environmental sponge, if you will. I kind of absorb to what's kind of going on around me. Mm-hmm. And when I was in art school, art cars were the thing and you oh, know, yeah. decorating your car all up. So if I was a car, I'd probably start off with being some sort of wild, Roth-inspired bubble car. Very cool. Well, you're in good company. I just interviewed John D'Agostino, who's very, oh, yeah. very well-known builder of hot rods and cars. And when I asked him uh, about this and about his uh, favorite car, he talked about a bubble top design car and actually something that he's working on. So maybe I could hire him to build you a cool car that would be like you. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I know John, actually. He signed the dash of my 56 Fairlane. Hey, there you so, go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome builder. Yeah. He's done oh, yeah. Neat guy. Incredible. Too. Yeah, very nice guy. Very cool. So, Tony, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun, with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars, plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free filler-up book today at Cars Yeah. 
Okay, Tony, we're back and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Ooh, that I've received is, yeah. uh, you know, to, to look deeply at what you're, because took, it took a year for me to find the car I have now, my 56 Fairlane. Ah. And the advice I received was uh, really look deep at what it is that you're, excites you, you're yes. passionate about. Yep. And so I knew it was going to be a mid-50s car, and uh, so... Yep. That do, was your, do your homework. Uh, I had Jeff Trask on a few, uh, about three weeks ago from European Collectibles, and that was a comment he said is when you're looking for a collectible car, do your homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely yeah. important. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success? I'm a list maker. Mm. I, I make lists all the time. In fact, I just read something about you know some of the top uh, – um, prolific people in business, you know, don't do their, don't do a list because it kind of holds them back, but not for me. Mm-hmm. It gives me a chance to reflect on what I need to do yep. and what the next step is and planning for my future. So I'm always got my yellow pad out. And Well, I'll, I'll tell you something, Tony. I've had 543 people on this show before you and some of the heaviest hitters, the the most successful in big businesses guests I've had on here are list makers. So mm-hmm. you're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? I know there's a lot of great resources out there today, but is there one in particular that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Oh, boy. Lately, I've been digging some of the kind of the grassroots kind of websites and, and blogs and podcasts and stuff like uh, my friends over at Primer Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, do It's a couple of guys just doing their thing, you know, working their jobs and doing their things around cars, and uh, that's really inspiring to me. I've been really pushing a lot with, uh, you know, use, utilizing websites like LinkedIn and Facebook for marketing my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those have been great resources. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's networking with people at shows and events. I, yeah. you got to get out there Yep. Absolutely. ask questions. Absolutely. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently that you think the Cars Yell listeners should crack open and read as well? Well, I'm going to go to the book my brother gave me, uh, one of my older brothers, Nick, gave me when I was really young. I think I was like 13. It was a, it was a, uh, a paperback novel, and that's Street Rod by Henry Gregor Felsen. Very so cool. So it was a fun book to read about this kid who didn't have two nickels to rub together and uh, worked his butt off to, uh, at, a, at a gas station to build a, buy and build a jalopy that ended up being a show winner. Very nice. Oh, I don't want to give away the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that last part, but uh, it sounds like a sounds like a great book. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources at CarsYad.com, Tony's very own show notes page. Just type Tony in the search bar, and that page will pop up with all these great links. And there's another great place on the CarsYad website called Guest Recommended Books, where Tony's book and all the past 543 books are listed for quick clicks to buy. All right, Tony, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, because today I'm going to buy you any car you'd like, what would that vehicle be? But the most important part of this question has to do with why. Well, uh, it's got to be a Tucker Torpedo. Ooh, okay. The story behind it is just so inspirational about the little guy fighting the big guys and doing what you say you're going to do. Uh, you know, of course, I think about the movie, you know, that was done, the 
movie yeah. Tucker. Oh yeah. But uh, it's just and just a beautiful car and all the neat features that he was that Tucker Preston was pushing mm-hmm. to get there. Preston Tucker was pushing to get that card. Um, well, you're in good company because I have some connections for you. Rob Ida, who's a yeah. builder that's been on the show, is building Tucker Torpedo, of course, that you probably yeah. know about. And Sean Tucker, a great-grandson of Preston Tucker, has been on the show as well. So I think between those two, maybe I got the right connections for you and I can have them build you a Tucker Torpedo. That would be pretty cool. Oh, that would, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm interested. I guess I'll listen to uh, Rob's uh, answer to his to that question. Did he say Tucker? I'm not going to give away the secret like he did in that book. I'm going to make you listen to that podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. Both Sean's uh, interview here on Cars, yeah, and Rob's were very good. And uh, yeah, I think you'll have some fun listening to those guys. Same for the rest of those listeners out there that haven't heard those interviews yet. You can just go to the website and Click on those or iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. Very cool. Well, Tony, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your very own custom-built Tucker Torpedo? With a bubble top, I guess. Of course. (laughs) Anything you want. Anything you want. Well, I guess I think about a a blog post or an article I just wrote for my LinkedIn page, and that is, you know, work hard and be good to people. Ah, yes. Pretty basic, pretty simple, pretty golden rule-ish, if you will. So uh, I like that. Do unto others. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Uh, They can go to blacktopmedia.net. That's my portal for all the All things Blacktop. Awesome. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything that Tony's been so kind to share today on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Tony Colombino. And his last name is C-O-L-O-M-B-I-N-I, a great Italian name. Tony, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.